Listening to Noise Extra. I'm Gray Holger here with my co host Tara Connolly. Hello. And Mike Connolly. Hello. Today we are heading back to 1994 in Italy with Teatro Satanico's Mephitic Coitus, a cassette on BV tapes, which was run by Hex Menora. Heck yeah, and reissued by the guy. On the screen in front of us yeah, where is in CN? 2003, one of the first chondritic releases that we received. I want to say along with the Black Leather Jesus CD, would that make sense? Would that would they have come out around the same time? I think the BLJ came out a little later, but, uh, you know, that it's is a long time ago. It together. Yeah, yeah I, it, I have a feeling maybe because of the envelope. Yeah. That's right. a big ask on the recollection end. Hey, look, <laughs> you know, we, we ask, we ask, we ask a, a lot. <laughs> we ask a lot of people it, to remember their own recollections. When the tables are turned on us, it gets a little hairy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got the Tatra Satanico LP that Neko Fuchada Musica Cabaret did, which is Novi Svets label. And I think, I know we've talked about Novi Svet on the Patreon and I've probably recommended them here. One of my favorite projects and they ran a label that put out a handful of weird releases for other projects. And they did a Tatra Satanico record and I, I fell in love with it and then started collecting the tapes and whatever I could find. I saw that uh, Devis Granzanera, I believe is his last name, was involved with Marco Corbelli, did some collaborative stuff under the name Necrophilia, had his own project called Lunus. And also this, this project, which uh, was him and another person. A Maria Kundalini and this, uh, I don't know this tape I tracked down like very early on in, uh, in my discovering the project. And then I was doing my label. So I asked, I asked him if I could reissue it. Cause I listened to it all the time. And actually there's, there's a VHS tape, uh, that's yes. Collage, like uh, basically porn collage found footage, mm. porn kind of stuff set to the tracks from this. Um, actually I think, Tatra's Tonico have something like five or six VHS. I think I own them all. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> I was going to say they have a bunch. Oh, right. Oh, of course. That's right. Rough. Yeah. 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 They have a bunch, but they didn't play live until the later into the two thousands. Correct. I believe so. Yeah. So those, those VHSs are collages. Yeah. Put the, just a bunch of footage put together to, to the tracks or sometimes they do like original soundtracks to them. Uh, they're all packaged weird in different ways, too. They're all like, <laughs> there's zero uniformity. I think that's uh, something that would be a thread through all of Teatro Satanico is zero uniformity. They change styles, morph. Uh, sometimes, obviously, it makes sense and it fits right in. And sometimes you're getting like a seven inch of a couple weird sort of disco tracks. Right. They They don't plug themselves into any exact genre for sure before we talk more about Tatra Satanica we do have a listener listening that we're going to play for you right now so listener here comes your listening now what's up it's Max from Central Oregon I just wanted to send this uh, recent listening 
thing before I <clears throat> forget, put it off. Uh, some of the stuff I've been listening to recently, uh, checked out uh, Contemporary Harsh Noise Volume 2 on uh, Disconnection on Skeleton Dust. And it had um, a couple cassettes. Had uh, Snake in the Garden, which I liked a lot, and Coastal. Actually, they're all really good. Coastal, Endless Sea, and Fissure, four different artists on uh, two tapes. And then a uh, Phage tape, um, another sort of harsh noise, uh, six tape um, package thing that I'd gotten a bit ago and finally got down to listening to. And it had Climax, Denial, Discordance, uh, Human Larva, Morbin, Sewer Goddess, and Sharp Waste. It was interesting to learn a little bit about some of the artists like Discordance actually is um, a side project of... uh, Dead Body Love, which sounded a lot different than his stuff with that project, but it was still pretty good. But some of the other stuff I've been listening to that uh, stood out a lot. Well, before that, I get to those, I was listening to Cut Unconscience on uh, a phage tape release and then also checking out a SoundCloud account. The other stuff that really stood out, I um, the Scald Him Instance of Home CD was pretty good. Uh, it struck chord with me. And um, Skin Crime Ghosts I've Been, I've been listening to that quite a bit. And uh, the slogan, uh, Glory of Murder, after the uh, you guys talked to uh, Giovanni on that podcast, was I had to pick up some of that stuff. And uh, I've been listening to uh, some Marie Davidson, who's like a French artist, does some weird synth uh, stuff. I wouldn't really call it pop because it's pretty bizarre stuff. I mean, some of it can definitely be considered pop, but a lot of it's just very weird stuff. And then uh, some Ennio Morricone, a lot of soundtrack stuff. And then getting into the – I've been listening to some DJ Spooky some of his stuff. I know he had a track on the Ikebana, the Merzbao remix, Amlux uh, stuff that was uh, remixed. But some of his other stuff is really strange, like the Madam Freedom uh, rescore, uh, Rhythm Science, Songs of a Dead Dreamer, of course, and uh, Sound Unbound, excerpts and allegories from the Sub Rosa archives. Have some really abstract and um, uh, almost like uh, things that aren't. Um, that you wouldn't associate with somebody who works a lot with rhythm. Then also listening to uh, a lot of Ron Morelli stuff, like uh, Back Pages, uh, both Betting on Death releases, uh, Disappear, Spit, Periscope Blues. So uh, quite a bit of stuff here. Anyway, uh, thanks for all your hard work with the uh, podcast. It's great stuff, and uh, I'll hear from you soon. Thank you very much for sending that in. If you want to hear our recent listening and some recent viewing, all Italian-related, we're going to be doing that over on the extra segment on the Patreon for this episode today. So stay tuned for that. We got into an Italian zone, made some Italian decisions. We had to. We were gonna. We were covering Teatro Satanico, so we went firmly to Italy. And it's actually funny. Hadn't realized it until today, but the albums we've covered this year so far have been Japanese and Italian. That's we've been in Japan and we've been in Italy this year. So we, we might have to go to some other countries okay. to do some album episodes, have to but spread we've been it around. We'll see. We'll see what happens. We got some, we got some cool interviews still lining up. So we'll see what, what the next album we do is, but I'm psyched to do this because I only associate Teatro Satanica with, you gray because 100%. of that release i had never heard of the project before and really 
not insanely familiar with modern output by Tetra Satanico. It's certainly this is what I think of when I think of the project. And originally it was they were called Tetra Satanico Charles Manson, correct? That's the first couple releases. Yeah, yeah. And I have a couple tapes under that name uh, as well from from those days. Yeah, and Devis actually also published a, a like a magazine. I think there were only two issues, or one of them was a, he made like a calendar. There was some very strange. Uh, he was just involved in a lot of different art, music, and weirdness, and I think that also kind of drew me in when we started talking and I started discovering more of it. It was just all the associations and and kind of constantly. And Tetris Tonico is still active and releasing stuff. So yeah, and you know this is ninety four, so. While you can, in listening to this, hear maybe some sort of uh, through line from something like Atrax Morgue, that that's barely a year on anyway. And so yeah. this is more mm-hmm. like coming from maybe the sodality, you know. Some, yeah, it's it's strange. Yeah, it's, there's there's a it's a very unique sound, and it doesn't. There is something like there is one track on here that definitely sounds sort of from the Atrax school, but there's also just some really heavy sort of uh, like murder corporation feeling stuff on here. And there's the production is really unique. The vocal processing and the vocal delivery are both uh, two things that really stand out because they're, they're really strange. Everything's kind of like over processed, but also very sort of direct sounding. Like the vocals are the voice in your head kind of thing, but they're, they're, frazzled and you can't quite tell what's going on and i i really like it and they're and they're processed different on every piece too so i like it uh, the the credits are uh devis for noise and a maria kundalini for the vocals so there is like a division of labor with this with this project and actually with something we see that's kind of cool on here is the first track on the b side has lyrics by one walter piano of progetto morte which was a project where he did just vocals and marco corbelli did the synthesizers uh great great stuff released on slaughter you you saw that right project no 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 oh who do we talk to who saw it then slogan i saw them they uh uh, they played the new york show with woe is me and atrex that's right bloodlust put together yeah yes yes in an interview that we will be referencing throughout this episode I think this is a good way to kick off. Which which I will disclaimer and say we did translate it through oh, a correct. translating engine. So I'm I'm sure if, if anything sounds weird, it's not them. It's it's us and correct. our translation. Correct. So I think this is a good way to kick off our discussion of this tape. Tatro Satanico speaks of the shadows, of what has not been there, of the omissions, of the abandoned instances, and of the desires never achieved, which can be understood as an intimate turning point. Maybe, after all, it is in the intimate, under the moral mask of interpersonal relationships, in the secret that lies beneath the surface, that thoughts, dreams, obsessions, beliefs, utopias are processed. And that interview is from 2013, so a pretty long time after this, almost 20 years after this tape came out, and now that interview is almost 10 years old, and they're still going to this day. And we hit play on this tape and sperma greets us with dirty rotten scoundrel music 
I, this is such a great way to start the release that that crude drum machine and these this like lecherous ranting you know and that's i think a lot of this this in a way like reminds me of something like sleep chamber where like the the uh lustfulness seeps through all of the tracks you can hear it everything is focused i mean look at the name mephitic coitus right like the the track titles, the track lyrics, which are in a wonderful booklet in Italian and in English, which is really cool. And everything looks uh, like hand painted and handwritten. And there's a bunch of art in here, some of which I used for the reissue that I did uh, that I that I really love. But I think it's great that the lyrics are translated into English. I mean, this is 94. This is early and still thinking like uh, on a label like BV, a very small label. This is the fourth release. They did a nice booklet with a translation, which I think it, it deserve is deserved. It's so cool and that it's translated. Appreciated. I mean, I I don't even know where to start right now. I'm just kind of overwhelmed by all the wonderful things that have happened in this booklet and on this release, and really all of you know their ideas that are conveyed and truly like. The concept of teatro satanico, like the, you know, the, the esoteric idea of Satanism, the devil and tarot is some the seduction by the material world, giving in to physical pleasures, your secret impulses, it's lust, it's temptation. And and I think that this mephitic coitus is an embodiment of all of those concepts of physical pleasures and your secret impulses. And mephitic. Although, you know, it means foul-smelling, noxious. My favorite description of that word was a pestilential exhalation. So I love the idea of this just, like, smell, foulness, base energy rising up out of the earth and exuding itself onto what we're hearing. Filthy fucking from some filthy fuckers. (laughs) Exactly. And for the track, the first track, Sperma, which again is exactly what you think it is. In the booklet, there's a large picture of of a phallus and somebody's pulling, you know, ropes from the head of this phallus and it's women. And one of my favorite things about Roman culture were the fascinum, which in Latin, you know, I don't know it, but I can look it up. And that is phallus. Uh, And we get the word fascination from fascinum, which is phallus, because it's like someone cast a spell and has arisen the phallus. So the fascinus is a divine phallus. And you certainly get the concept of fascination with semen on this track. The end of every hate, the end of every solitude on your hands, on your mouth and vagina. This disgusting old milk semen. The end, of, the end of every coitus. <laughs> <laughs> Quite literally. Yes, yes. So so truly, you know, I find this track, it, it marches in, it stomps in. I think it's such a good beginning because it it is like a, it is a stomping forward, blown out. Even the hits remind me of a submarine ping. It's just so buried. It's like you buried it in sperm. And then unburied it and played it in your tape player. Without at, really wiping and you much didn't really off. you really clean it off. 
because it feels <laughs> it's just so there's Crusty. very little progression. <laughs> There, you know, here and there a little bit, and then the the way the vocals try to come through the Merc, but it's everything just piles yeah. If there on weren't top. lyrics, I don't know that I would perceive them as vocals on this piece, especially. Yeah, they're they're mm-hmm. there, but man, and actually on I think on the next piece too, uh, definitely the vocals are maybe taking a little bit more of a backseat than they will later on on the release, but. Yeah, the, the, I guess, lack of progression, as you say, is something that works really well for this. It's very simple uh, yeah. on its surface, but there's also a lot going on and a lot in the noise and sort of things done differently. I mean, Italian decisions, right? We talk about it, but they're present here. One thing I've always remembered about this cassette is how I had to turn my bass down. There's so... Much it, so bass. We, we okay. did the same. So we were having problems too. I'm glad to hear you it say was that. Hurting my head because the the bass. It was when we were playing it was interacting with our fan, and it was you know when 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 cycles sync up, it was making this was, pulsing on my eardrums, yes. and it was like physically hurting. We me. actually ended up listening to it in headphones had to. with a splitter, and it, and it was much more effective I mean, because with a splinter always. The, the way that it was coming through the speakers that yeah, we had the fan on I, and we were questioning everything we're like wait is our setup weird like no everything I'm the like, bass my is ears fine are like fluttering. I, so, what's going okay, on i'm so glad to hear you say that because we felt yeah, we exactly going the crazy. same exactly the same way yeah i i turned the highs up and and brought the bass down on this yeah. just to make it like more discernible but I think that also contributes to the fact of this of being like a very sort of base carnal impulsive sort of release where yes. it's there's this constant undulating throb and propulsion and overwhelming right like like a yeah. like a mephitic odor would be yeah. like, right <laughs> like just you it's the one thing that you have to kind of focus on it's just always there and it's there again on Sesso Droga et Industrial or Sex, Drugs and Industrial. Which... Hey, bring it on. <laughs> what a great track. The that dis, the distant synth strings that grow and then just become this plane of industrial layers. I love the sort of spinning organ cacophony of this thing where it's just this. It's a cosmic plotting synth swirl like it just keeps going and moving and mutating a little bit and drawing you in and the vocals just sort of bleed into the whole mess yeah it's like an orchestra that's warming up and then everything just dissolves into chaos i absolutely love the build into this track everything smashes into everything else and becomes an industrial smear, an industrial mess, an industrial stain. I can't handle the lyrics to this, like the last line. I do not want to listen to the silence of my no value life. Uh, Oh my God. I just love that so much. (laughs) And even, even in, you know, the interview that we read with them, they have the discussion of, blank spaces and sounds and how 
even in an anechoic chamber, a human being will always hear noise. Like there's always something reverberating in your head, be it actually perceived or the feeling of perception. And I really, really love the silence of my no value life. So you have to have more seso droga and industrial uh, to dampen all of that chaos. It's funny because the the translation here is what we're referring to. And, you know, I think if you're, if you were a, a native speaker of Italian or something, then maybe uh, the the no value life would translate to like worthless life or something. But mm-hmm. this is Italians translating it to English for us to be able to read. And I like that it's still the the meaning is there, but it's worded in this different way that that adds to the strangeness. A hundred percent. I love a good strange translation. Non vale niente. Brings out something else in a in an undescribable way and i really love that and of course i mean kicking off the track with want the harder cock <laughs> yes yeah and even the representation uh, the image associated with this in the booklet having it's it's a woman with three breasts but you know, it, that even ties back to the esoteric because in the Mediterranean region, there were these um, things that they would call the virgins, like Assyrian virgins and, and these other statues that would just be be covered in breasts like um, other Babylonian shrines had them in there. But especially like multiple breasts like in that rows picture. and rows and rows of breasts, like so many breasts. Um, so it's like typical of, you know, Mediterranean uh, representation of, of what people would call virgins or or a Madonna. Uh, many times. This booklet is so cool. And the centerfold, well, the image that I used on the cover, oh, yeah. which is this devil or demon holding its erect cock and ejaculating smaller demons and people that are then forming a sort of a line and helping each other up. Uh, I, I'm not sure what the hell is going on here, but I have always loved this image and it is the first thing that pops in my head when I think of Teatro Satanico is just this. I, they've used it on numerous things. It's not exclusive to this. I mean, it's a mm-hmm. it's a great image. So why would you not use it? <laughs> of course, yeah, they have a lot of images of of satyrs, and you know that could be construed construed to be a, a satyr as well, um, which you know shares some imagery with devils and things like that. But they're associated with wine, with women, with ribaldry, with generally they're. They're always shown with an erect penis. They have horns, sometimes hairy legs, sometimes the legs of a goat. Um, and, and, and they engage in a lot of bestiality, which you'll see like also on the cover. I do believe there is a, a satyr, um, you know, engaging in some coitus with, with a goat. That's uh, the back and, page. Oh, the back page. Yes. So again, like that, that ancient image, which also ties in to, you know, Italian culture. Absolutely. And while we're discussing the booklet and how great it is, the tape itself comes separately with a separate cover. And Tara, can you tell us about the artist who did that cover? I mean, it's somebody I think that we all know and love, and that's Hans Holbein the Younger. He 
did a lot of those. I, I think we're all familiar with these these tiny little woodcuts that he did, and they're generally skeletons that are pulling people or dancing or, or doing something like that. I, there's one on the cover of a skeleton playing a drum in front of a husband and a wife, and it's called The Lady. Uh, the cover of the actual cassette itself is called The Monk, and he did a lot of representation of of what is known as the dance macabre, which is supposed to be a lesson that no matter who you are, death is going to come for you. If you're pious, death will come for you. If you're not, death will come for you. If you're rich, death will come for you. And this was at a time of reformation for the church. He was a humanist. He was German. It was, you know, around like the 1520s, let's say, is is the time frame we're talking about. But I, I just think that we see Hans Holbein and never realize how often we see these woodcuts because they are so mesmerizing in, in seeing these skeletons uh, interacting with people. And I think it's really interesting that they're generally regard, they're usually reprinted pretty large, but they are small. They're only like two and a half inches by one and seven eighths inches, which is pretty much what they are on the cassette. Almost the size of the cassette <laughs> is what the original work Woodcuts, is which yeah. is cool i wouldn't have thought that no i i you know i wouldn't have either but you know i think at next time that you see one of a dancing skeleton in, in a medieval representation i will guarantee you it's, it's most likely Hans Holbein if it has that much beauty and detail i didn't realize those were mostly done by one person the ones that we kind of see all over the place mm-hmm. that's funny yeah it's a whole book of them and did a lot of Again, religious illustrations also trying to bring that bring that to mind in time in terms of church reformation and also plague. So it's all wrapped up in this great release. And I would say, Gray, you said that there's a track that maybe reminded you a little more of a tracks and others. I'm going to say it's this third track here. Is that I right? would imagine? Oh, you mean against my tongue or Tara can say the Italian translation. Contro la mia lingua. Dead man's cock against my tongue is the <laughs> lyric. And that's perfectly Italian. And the synth as well that reigning synth that brought me to slaughter yeah the, that brought the, me mo- that, that f- like fluttering modulation and tremolo and then those sort of weird sort of synth descents those little hits of it there's there's some sort of reverb and delay on it uh yeah this this one in my notes actually says very attracts because it is and then there's there's the demonic rambling that's also very weirdly processed and one thing that you hear in this, and I, and I think it's something else that Marco did and Tatris Tonico. You hear the the breath. You hear the yes, the, the mm-hmm. breathing through the effects, and I I really like that. So yes, sinister. this one's you're breathing heavy into the dark hole, that dark perversion, asking for that dead man's cock to be rubbed against your tongue. And it's it's a croaking sound that the vocals are making. They're they're semi-human but also so depraved and the distortion it it flutters as well like it wasn't just that bass before but it is this croaking groaning and 
fluttering and it's and it's unsettling and and beautiful and intriguing at the same time. The cruddiness and murkiness. Think of other Italian projects that certainly inspires Teatro Satanico. You have to think of Mouthhausen Orchestra. Oh, absolutely. Because those those tapes are an hour of crud and murk and and I think especially mm-hmm. moving to the B side, you get that real fog, murk, filth noise. I like when I that was the first words I did write, especially for sperm, and I said it was the dirty, rotten scoundrel music. And I like the <laughs> idea that Tantris and Danico are dirty, rotten scoundrels. I love I love scoundrels, and that's how this tape comes off, right? I I fully agree. It's uh. God, what's another word for like Randy? You know what I mean? Like, right, right. That, that's right. the that's kind of how I want to. I, I think of it. It's it's very lewd. It's a very yes. uh, lascivious project. Yes, <laughs> and, yes. And a little, you know, you say dirty, rotten, and yes, it's got a little bit of a stink, a little sheen of a sweat and odor on it. And it's right there in the name of this tape too. But it's it's yeah. funny to think about it because it is just sort of like cheap cologne and a couple days without a shower and a shave, you know, like use J and B as some mouthwash. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. It's just, it's just kind of a greasy sounding band in their approach. And, and I like it. You could see them in a listening to this in the shadows of a CD bookstore or a porn theater with no problem. Like that's not, it's not a hard thing to imagine, but you also get this sort of, you know, 70s psychedelia, uh, you know, all the colors of the dark sort of yes. like yes. ritual approach to it, too. That's that, and that's why I referenced Sleep Chamber earlier, because I think that that's also kind of a maybe an inspiration and a reference point of this. Like it's sleazy, but it's also magical. Yeah. And I think all of these things are are tying us to like real physical reality. Everything is so corporal. And even to such an extent that instead of thinking about the the emotion behind something, the feeling behind something, it's describing the smell of something, describing the fluids involved with something. And and it does take this like base approach to just, you know, the, the physicality of our nature, of our obsession, of our sexual desire and how truly they're not always beautiful. And I, and I think that, that it's so effective and, and they leave it really nicely open too. like just saying dead man's cock against my tongue. They're not saying how they died or why you're doing it or, or what you're going to do with that cock. Like it's, again, it's just these like really, really limited words that can, can be so evocative of so many things. And, but they definitely are all part of a teatro satanico. But that's to me, the great thing that power electronics industrial does is, is the use of language and words limited language and words or sometimes over use of words and however you look at that and what that can do, whether or not it's minimal or whether or not it's overload of words, how, how it can, Mm -hmm. how those words can change meaning the repetition of it, the 
mantra of it, right? Dead man's cock against my tongue as as a mantra. And and certainly satyr music, you know, just just one that is led by their erect phallus. Fascinating. So you on the next track, the art for the next track, you were saying something specific about the hair. Oh yeah, I mean, you know, I I don't I didn't really even try to see where this came from, but it is, it, it's appears to be Egyptian copulation uh, from behind. But it, the female is represented with a wig, and the male doesn't have a wig, so that means he is low status. You couldn't, and probably a slave or or something of that sort, because the the women wore wigs, but when men were high in status, they also wore a woman's wig in the ancient Egyptian times. This. Might be the lowest five track yet. I don't know. It's it's it is really really sub five. Yeah, yeah. The only thing you really get there is those sort of searing synth like filter things, but the rest of it is just this grinding kind of mess. And the vocal processing is is so unique and strange. I, it's one of those things that I really like is that it's just. They've had figured out some sort of way to to make this sound and to pair these things together really nicely. And every track offers some sort of different take on the vocal process. And it's probably still using whatever the same damn multi effect or whatever it is that they have. But it just comes across really weird where it like echoes in and kind of comes out of nowhere and it's it's all really hard to discern and not just because it's in another language but because of the effects that kind of give this chopping up stuttering weird effect but not in a modern glitch sort of way mm-hmm. no the the vocals crawl over the filth of the sound it's a very violent sound and and song lyrically and and sonically it's 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 sacrificial. It certainly has starts with that circuitous sound that evokes a ritual. It's like an evil memory. It's a blood ritual. It has rep- repetition. Uh, it's it's truly truly dark. Do this in memory of me. Raise the swords and cut the heads. The blood upon my own memory book. What a great. Again, I don't know if that's a a strange translation or what, but it it is. Whatever it is, is a, the best translation because it, upon my memory book, that phrase, yeah, something you can't, yeah, it, it, that you you know what that means, right? But it's not an actual. sangue sulla libro della mia memoria. So yeah, same thing. And again, Walter Piano with the lyrics there. So if you want right. more of that poetry, you should check out the Progetto Morte release on Slaughter. Oh, absolutely. I like, too, how the art is different. So the the way the booklet's laid out, it's the lyrics on one page and then art on the other. But it, like like Tara said, this, this art is most likely Egyptian. There's some satyr art. There's the... There, there are woodcuts. There, there are many, you know, different places that they're pulling from. Uh, on, on some of the first pages, there's a, a fish-headed thing with an erect phallus who is... Rubbing it upon a nude lady, <laughs> it appears. But again, you know, there's there's a variety of perverse, profane, but also 
classical images and 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 I love that they they draw from all of these places to show, you know, throughout antiquity, throughout current times, we are all, you know, confined to our stinking bodies that want its own stinking things. They sure do, and it all comes to a close. Tara, you go ahead and pronounce Coita it. Coita de Schiavi. And that translates to? The coitus of slaves. And here we have more limited lyrics that create a great, effective end to the proceedings. Penetrate me, drown me, kill me, hurt me, want you inside me, want to eat you. Everything is just so muck ridden here. I mean, it's everything smeared, the croaking vocals, the the barely separated pieces of sound. It's just what a what, again, an industrial smear. Yeah, I like this simple but sort of like unusual rhythm to this one too. I mean, the first and last track on this tape both have drum machine present on them and this one's just drowned out by the blasted bass noise going on and the, the sort of spoken and croaked vocals, the very deliberate, very intense. And yeah, I I don't know. This one is a great way to end the tape, a nice culmination of what we've had before. It just kind of keeps descending and getting nasty and nastier, nastier. And that's Teatro Satanico. And then you get that one final blast. The postlude where he's chanting, I want you inside me. I want to eat you. Just And it's so and it's so good when it happened. And and again, so like the the coitus of the slave, the, you know, the it, to me it's it's just a slave to sex. Like that's what this idea is. It is um an urgency, an obsession, a possession. Uh the the tones are unsettling. The vocals are unsettling. But overall, it's somebody who wants physical pleasure above all else. They are a slave to the body, a slave to sex. Absolutely understandable and relatable. The LP that you discussed earlier is a great record as well. Yeah, I mean, that was that was what sent me on this path of checking them out no eventually getting that was the first issue something yeah yeah and it was through my obsession with novi Svet, i think that right really did it and i think that came out in in 2000 and so it would have been around the time that i was getting more stuff from slaughter and sort of discovering some of that stuff so alongside of it and, and feeling out more of the italian stuff and kind of digging deeper into those things so but it also you know Again, a through line from like Novi Sveta band that does not sound anything like this, which I like that that they chose to release this. And actually, they've done some other collaborative works and remix and and interpretive versions and stuff like that of Tatras Tonico. So there is a, a kinship there. Yeah, they work together a bunch. And I would say the related through line is that you don't know what to expect. Mm-hmm. With yeah. either yeah. project, with yeah. with Novi Svet or Tatra Satanico, <laughs> that's the you know the you're you're not you might not get what you think you're gonna get, but it will be. They go so, to interesting places, exactly, and it, all with such unique and 
obscured ideas. Right. And Tatra Satanico, they'll, they've stated that they don't, they like, they wouldn't do something off this tape at a live show. They are always doing new stuff. And he said to quote, come transmissions, we guarantee to disappoint. That's what he <laughs> says in the interview, which I thought was great. And there aren't a lot of interviews that we were able to find, you know, Tatra Satanico has a really great website. So if you want to check out their website, it's awesome. and includes their full discography and you can look at their art and you can get some read some of their ideas that they share there but but overall there aren't there aren't many interviews that that we could find and they do play live a lot especially in recent years i know a friend of ours saw them play last year it feels like last year hopefully it wasn't the year before well, in I, I just can't time. i can't remember but it blew but re- everyone's but it mind yeah. everybody loved it i saw i know they sent us footage of it and it was phenomenal like right. i was incredibly jealous that we were not there right so definitely still still a chance to check out teatro satanico live and a beautiful you know ritualistic vibe that's right and old europa's seems to be the main label putting their stuff out these days but this BV Tapes tape is great. And I love, I mean, Hex Menor, we did a seven inch episode a long time oh, ago. I love her. I think it was I, our got, 12th bonus episode. That's crazy. Yeah. When we we're started Noise Extra. We're absolutely going to have to do a full Hex Menora. Mm-hmm. Maybe, like, maybe it's like a BV Hex Menora overview episode, something like that. Because it's a limited discography BV Tapes, but it's all great. It's good. So really cool, cool label from the mid 90s. And what a cool tape. I'm so glad that you reissued this to put this on our radar. And I'm glad we dug into the tape and the booklet for this episode. This was a enjoyable dig in for Tatra Satanico. Yeah, me too. And I, it really was right in the pocket of all the things that I've been reading about recently. It's yeah, great. It was where <laughs> we were just primed and ready for it. So we're going to go hop over on the Patreon, talk about some more Italian albums and a, a Italian movie that Tara and I watched last night. So we're just staying firmly in Italy. We've got a really cool episode next week. It'll be back to some interview styles and a lot more stuff getting lined up for the year. So stay tuned for that. And until then, pull out Mephitic, pull out Mephitic Coitus. You've been listening to Noise Extra. Noise Extra is brought to you by Chondritic Sound, a home to noise artists for over 17 years, by Verdant Weapons, maker of quality contact microphones and noise devices, and by our Patreon supporters. You can find our Patreon at patreon.com slash noise extra, and your support really helps. You can find us on Instagram at noise extra, on the web at noiseextra.com, one E in those, and on Twitter at noise extra, with three A's at the end. Thank you for listening to us and to noise.